Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The View Report. It's your girl, Nora Natish, and she's back from a little mini, mini, mini break. So last time we talked, we didn't have All-Star Weekend yet, which is crazy. After All-Star Weekend for the NBA, we had no basketball for a bit. And then we came back and the Knicks just vomited everywhere. And John Morant is really like becoming, quickly becoming one of my favorite players in basketball. And Major League Baseball decided to not start this season. So let's just let's just start with baseball. Something you guys are probably like, what? We're talking about baseball on the viewport? Yes, you are. Because this is some huge, huge, huge news. So as of Tuesday, early evening, I'm gonna say, I think it was around what was it? I think it was like around like 4 p.m. 4 p.m., 5 p.m. The Major League Baseball is still on their lockout because the owners and the players cannot come to an agreement. So I was educated today about this because this is not the first time we've uh, been in lockout. I know that we haven't been in lockout before, especially in MLB. However, the longest MLB lockout was for almost 100 games. And that was the 1994-1995 season. And I don't know about y'all. I love attending baseball. Like, I, I'm not big on watching on TV. I'm not going to lie to you. But going to the game, that's my thing. I enjoy that. Also, there's so many games and so many you can go to. And to be frank, they're not that expensive. Even if even if your team is amazing, they're not that expensive. But I'm a little concerned because people like people like me who like to attend baseball games, people like that we know that it's like JT, who is a huge baseball fan. This is this is crazy. This could get crazy. Cause the longer the owners hold out, the owners are like, nah. I'm not making your demands, the shorter the season will be. And I know one thing about my Yankees. My Yankees need every game they can get. They just need it. They need every game. So hopefully this lockout will end sooner than later. Let's um they're already the way on, on opening day. It's okay, it's okay. But hopefully we can get something signed and ironed out by the end of March so that baseball won't be you know, taken away and put make teams go into crazy radical situations where they have to pull things literally out of thin air to try to get into the um, playoffs i.e. my Yankees my Yankees right now are still missing a shortstop so we gotta figure out who that's going to be also in baseball news, Derek Jeter has stepped down. Yes. Now, now please. Yeah, I uh, I saw one tweet that actually made me laugh. 
Can I dare you to step down being GM to play with the Yankees at shortstop? I said that was funny. But he did step down as um um the C um the CEO of the Marlins. Um I was shocked by that because um that is a position that people would, you know, want to be. They that that's that's where you want to be. You want to get that seat. So hearing that was was kind of shocking to me because I was like, what's going on with Jeter Walsh stepping down? But he announced it Monday, um, February 28th, that he was um stepping down um as the CEO of the Miami uh, Marlins. He said that um, this is a quote, uh, a decision that went, um, this is what, sorry, ESPN quoted, the vision of the future of the franchise is different than the one I signed up to lead. So that was what Jeter said and how he's feeling about about working in um, Miami. He wants to take his talents elsewhere. As you all know, Derek Jeter is a Hall of Famer, Yankee legend, my favorite baseball player. So that was, it was wild to me, wild to see that. Hopefully, he'll do something in the, in the Bronx and be somehow affiliated with the Yankees in their um, office. We'll see, we'll see. Also, in baseball news, I actually will have an article coming out this week. I was able to get with a few sports commentators and one I got to definitely sit down and have a great chat with um, the author, Andrew Storton, who covered the HBCU Classic game in Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves, which I will get to, that's why it's important. The Atlanta Braves hosted FAMU and Grambling State so that they could play their um, HBCU Classic games. And... The reason why this this was so important was because when it comes to baseball, um, people of color, I'm more going towards African Americans. Are you not are stop? They're starting to play baseball less now. You definitely see our beautiful Dominican, Puerto Rican, I um uh, Latin speaking um Latin speaking wow Latin descended um players in the league and they are thriving in the league however um african americans are becoming less and less in um major league baseball and it's, a, it's interesting why and as a, as a person who went to hbcu i can say that my school definitely did not have a baseball team it wasn't um something that people pay attention to um it was like kind of like yeah oh a lot of the guys I knew especially from undergrad some of them played baseball they did like the you know little league um may have played their freshman year high school but they're like nah let's switch over to football or switch over to basketball that was that was common for me so to see two huge sport um sports um minded HBCUs FAMU and Gremlin State be uh, having baseball teams having them Getting coverage, having them play in the Braves Stadium is a huge thing. And I think for the future of um, HBCU baseball, especially, I'm going specifically to HBCU baseball, we need to have more of our major league teams step in and have more of these classic games 
have these kids have opportunity to play on the same grass as some of their favorite players, possible heroes, and et cetera. These are all important things that um, these kids need. They need to experience this. They need to have that moment. So um, I think a lot of stuff is starting to get more and more common because of all of the um, hype that's been going on in HBCU football, uh, football. As you guys who listen to the Huddle Up know that um, the MTMV team went to the HBCU um, Classic game. They got to see, um, they got to see uh, Pat Mahomes. I should have meet Pat Mahomes and talk to him. Got to meet a few other um, celebrities. They got to meet um, Michael Ely. They got to see other um, HBCU parents and watch the actual classic game, which is all very, very necessary because um, the um, HBCU game and Combine was an opportunity for um, African-American students to showcase their talent, give their chances to these scouts because we all know the NFL Combine is around the corner and... I'm one of those people who love the combine. I love watching the, uh, especially the Barry Dash. I love watching the quarterback um, drills. I'm just like, I'm that person. I enjoy combine. Apple combine. It's just something I enjoy and I try to tune in every year. But um, it was great to have HB, some HBCUs have the opportunity to bring, showcase some of their talents so that possibly scouts, possibly other um, NFL players can see what is going on in these different schools. Same thing happened at HBCU Classic um, game against FAMU and Grambling. So FAMU swept Grambling in all three games all weekend. Um, and actually it's crazy that FAMU actually has, is 4-0 and against Grambling in HBCU Classic games. What um, I have been noticing is that uh, FAMU's team is pretty good. They're very strong. Um, they're very, they, they play the field well. They uh, are very in tune with what's going on, which I, which of course they would be because they are college athletes. But they actually gave you, like the games were actually pretty decent. What um, I was told by the author, Hank Snorton, that um, while he was doing commentary that at, um, at the Brave Stadium, that we just need more support and we need definitely need more people to you know, come out, check out your alma mater, check out your team, and, you know, give these kids support because they are playing at some high levels. Um, the author did definitely mention that he saw, saw a lot of minor league potential and even some major league potential that um, hopefully um, gets more uh, respect and gets more scouting because he saw it there and, and it's um, those that know that um, author Andrew Snorton, he is um, very um, immersed in baseball. He has um, definitely has met several and interviewed several minor players that end up going to the majors and made it their own thing work. So I'm just gonna say that there got definitely be more attention towards um, college sports in general, especially with. We focus a lot on football and basketball. We, including me. However, baseball, 
softball, because also family softball team did pretty well. Um, volleyball, these are all other sports that definitely need attention, especially as an HBCU graduate, I'm always going to push my HBCUs, and they, the, these kids are just as talented as any other kid. So they definitely need more attention in those areas. When we get back, we're going to go into the NBA because we got a lot to talk about when it comes to the drama in Cali and what is happening in Madison Square Garden. Before we leave, the NFL Combine starts on Tuesday. So you guys um, should be listening to this on uh, Wednesday, March 2nd. So Combine's already begun. I can give you guys a quick synopsis of what is, is there to come when we get back. Hey everyone, welcome back. Again, if you're someone ready to start your podcast but you don't know where to turn, what you must do is go to Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.com and start recording your podcast right on their app or right on your computer. It's as simple as that. When you are recording your podcast, you can do the following things. You can edit your podcast, you can add music, add sound effects. And publish your podcast all on Anchor for free. So if you're ready to make those podcast streams a reality, just go on Anchor and, and make it happen. And the best things when you, besides it being free, when you publish your podcast, it goes to a variety of different podcast generators, such as Apple, Spotify, and even Anchor itself. So make these podcast streams a reality. Get on there and start recording. Okay. So, NFL Combine, we are here, everyone. It's time. So, I'll give you a look at the quick schedule, let you guys know what's going on. The Combine is, is at the, I believe, the Colts Stadium. Yes, it is. It is in Indianapolis. Here it is. So, we got our field on the field starting Thursday. We got tight ends, quarterbacks. And um, wideout. They are starting at 4 p.m. and that's it. And they go off to 11 p.m. On Friday, we have offensive linemen and running backs. Um, they'll be running the. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, running starts at 4 p.m. as well. It goes to 11. Um, but you guys, I don't ever watch it all the way to 11, but I do catch a lot of the combine, especially on ESPN app. ESPN should definitely pay us because then we can plug them like that. Anyway, back to this. Saturday, def, um, defensive um, defense is here. Linebacker. Man, they're my favorite. So they're going to start at 4 and end at 11. And Sunday, we're going to have defensive backs and um, punting kickers will be from 10.30 to 1.30. And defensive backs yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. That was not tripping. No, sorry. Um, punters and kickers are between um, 10.30 and 1.30. And the defensive backs start at 2 and it'll go on until 7. So we are about to have a weekend. I don't know if you guys like me. I miss football so much. Football is the same for my life. So watching Combine means we're preparing. 
you're building your team in your head. This is your time. Like I always look at combines time to be like, okay, if I was playing GM of my team, let me focus in on the places where we need. I know with the Giants, we're gonna definitely work on the offense. We need definitely need a receiver. We need a fixed offensive line. Personally, I think we need Russell Wilson, but we're not doing that because our coach said no, which is horrible. So um I'm focusing on more of like the uh, of our offensive line. I'm really focusing on some receivers because we need some receivers that are going to be stable. And we got some this coming season to check out. So let's quickly talk. I want to mention quickly, stay on football real quick. I was on Twitter and also on Instagram with my nephew and we were talking about 2014 draft. Um, which was the 14 combine, which had the craziest re- wide receiver class ever that is still just destroying the game to this day. That's Odell, that's Jarvis, that's uh, uh, Devontae Adams, that's um, Mike Evans. And I'm just sitting here like all those names are people that are crushing the game today. That means anybody from any... Um, combine group could be those next those next big names those next big guys and when we were talking about it I just realized I was sitting there like watching from it doesn't really matter why I was at a hotel it wasn't like that y'all don't even get that in your head it was like I was at a conference and I remember I was sitting there just watching the combine and I was just like they're like are you gonna go to the banquet I'm like nah watch the combine <laughs> I was just so into it and um just like Oh my God, I know these guys. Oh my God, I know these guys. And it's like crazy. Just yelling excitement because you see your your peers, the people you know on um, on TV actually um, preparing for their future in the NFL. So that was very, very exciting. So I wanted to share that. And also for these guys that are going to be participating now, this is their time. This is it. And um, also USFL which is um, U.S. Football League for U.S. No, United Spring Football League. Tripping. <laughs> which um, has did their, also did their draft last week. While I was getting myself together, I was kind of uh, kind of under the weather. I was um, checking out that draft. I did see um, a few names that I have seen on, on repeat recently get drafted. I'm really excited about that. Um, their games are, they don't have their schedules out yet, but I do know their games start around like Easter week. So I was interested in that. I'm glad I will be going to a few games to do press. Shout out to your girl. She will be doing that. That's exciting. And um, I will definitely share with you guys that experience the closer we get to it. From press passes to travel to all the above. Y'all will know how that goes. As you guys also got to know, you guys did not. No, you guys did get to know that your girl covers some XFL games. So you guys, same thing. You girls that do get to do some media action. You girls gonna get in front of some people. So let's pivot to basketball. And I didn't actually I will go be honest with you guys I didn't focus much on the all-star weekend 
as a whole podcast episode because I can sum it up real quick. And we'll give you guys two minutes of, of All-Star Weekend. Skills Challenge was dope. Um, Three-point challenge, a big one. First time in a long time. Dope. And it's Kat and I really love Kat. I love you. I love Kat and Jordan. I'm that, I'm that person. <laughs> the Slam Dunk Contest. Knicks won. So shout out to Ovi. Um, the game was, you know, basic until the last quarter when Steph Curry shot, had 52 points and had 15 threes. And it was freaking awesome and amazing. And I was just sitting there in awe. I was in awe by Steph Curry. Because you will never not be in awe by Steph Curry. He will always show out, show up and show out. And that, that was it. Um, the celebrity game, Miles Garrett, y'all know, me and Miles Garrett had broken up my head. So it's over. But he did really well. And he was just very big on the court. It was crazy. Absolutely crazy. But it happened. And that's it. Um, All-Star Weekend, to me, no, I'm missing it huge. I think the best part of All-Star Weekend was the fact that it was a 75-year um, basketball um, celebrating um, basketball. Celebrating NBA. Wow. Tripping. Celebrating the NBA. So I was very excited about that. And to see so many names and so many faces I haven't seen in a long time. For those of you guys who don't know, I love basketball. I wanted to play basketball more than you would ever know. I am just horrible in every way. Um, Besides, I can dribble very, very, very well. But that is it. That's all your girl can do is dribble. She just lacks Oh no, I can also give you a good layup. I can give you a good dribble layup. But I cannot. I'm not a shooter. I'm not Steph Curry. I am not at all. So I I I I just I can't. So that's pretty much it for Europe. But I've been wanting to play basketball my entire life. So as you guys know, I'm 29. When I was young. Pat Ewing was my guy. That's my guy. That's my other favorite player when I was a kid. Loved him, loved him, loved him. Seeing Pat old on the court coming out with the top 75 players, it felt good that, yes, Pat, you in there, yes. But he looked so old. And I was like, oh, wow. Look how time, how much time has gone by. I didn't even realize it until then. Um, Another person that when Pat retired, I'm a person that when I see my people retire, I'm emotional about it. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I I cried when Derek Jeter retired from the Yankees. Because I, as long as I've been alive, Derek Jeter was playing baseball for the Yankees. So I'm just like, I was very emotional. I had my little Jeter shirt on and everything. I was very emotional that day. When Pat Ewan retired... I didn't watch basketball anymore. I was done. However, this is something people don't know that, that much about me. Don't know about me. When I stopped watching basketball, because my guy is gone. Pat's gone. 
What got me back into basketball was Alan Iverson. AI. That is my guy. I don't talk about him much because he's not a Knicks. And you guys know I love my Knicks. But I love AI. I love how he played. I love his personality, his spunk, his his attitude, everything about AI. I love. I love the how hood AI was for uh, for just no reason. There was no reason to be this hood, trust me. But he just did. This is who he was. And I was just like, I am here until he retired. I was like, yep, sign me up for his career. Boom, I'm here. I'm here. Um, but I didn't get into him until later. Later on. I would say definitely around 2002, 2003 kind of um, time when I was like, well, what's going on? What's going on in Philly? And it was only because someone, like, I think my uncles and my cousins had the TV on. And I was having the game on. And I was just like, oh, look at the way he dribbled. Oh, look at the way he played. Oh, ow. All that. All that. Right back to basketball. Because I, um, huge Kobe Bryant fan. Huge Kobe Bryant fan. Um, but it just was like, it wasn't the same when my team was just struggling. But it was something like, I guess because I felt an instant connection back to AI, it kept, it snatched me back. Because with, with the um, Knicks, I had I had the Looney Tunes. I had um, Space Jam showing me how cool the Knicks are. As a kid, as a little, little kid. So I'm just like, I am here. Pat's my guy. I am here. I got to see Charles Barkley play. I'm like, I didn't get to see Mike play at his potential. I got to see toward the end. And I'm just like, all this taken away. But then I guess the AI come in and then see AI that night come out brought me back to, I guess, when I was literally Kyler Pratt, like trying to play basketball and like loving basketball. Hair pull back in a ponytail, oversized tee, oversized shorts, one and and high top sneakers trying to play basketball. It brought me right back to that. Instantly. And I was just like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm just like, AI. I'm about to shoot like Kobe. I'm like, I was talking my ish and could not shoot that basket. So that was a huge moment for me. It brought back to my childhood and it felt good. It brought back to your childhood that moment, especially that. Um, Michael Jordan going into the middle of this, the ball. Everyone else circled around it. Oh, that pissed me off. God was like, I understand that Mike is wild, but like no one else did it and you did it. Shame on you. But he would. That makes sense. He it, like I can I I love LeBron. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of especially his off the court stuff. Huge fan. Love his game. I love how he plays basketball. Love how aggressive he is. But you didn't see him do that. You didn't see him get in the center of that um of the ball. Also, weird thing about your girl. I love me some. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm sitting there. I'm just um I love you know I love Clyde Frazier. No. Like person that got our chip with us, so that is what it is. But Kareem Abdul Jabbar always just makes me happy. He just instantly makes me happy. And I did not realize this man was this old. And I got emotional when he sat down. I was like, oh my God, he can't stay. I got I got emotional. Um 
I was just like, wow. Look at Kareem. Look at Kareem. I don't know why. I just love his, I love his name. I love his name. I just enjoy watching his highlights and watching his, his um, his, uh, how he played basketball. I love watching old ESPN um, highlights, especially on those documentaries on old games. Oh, that's my thing. I love that. That's a good Thursday night thing for Nora. So um, that's pretty much all I got to say about All-Star Weekend. Um, Steph Curry's crazy and he just is the best shooter I've ever seen. He's the best shooter of all time. Um, Team LeBron did win. Um, my uh, last thing I want to say is that one day my foundation will be what they're playing for and they're going to bring all that money in so I can help all these free, all these kids in all these different areas because by then the VL foundation will spread and I get to help more kids go to college and more kids get prepared for the workforce. That is my goal. That is what I'm pushing for because one, I get basketball that I love so much. Two, I get the, um, these basketball is helping the community, which I love more than anything. So that is what I say for All-Star Weekend. However, let's go into current basketball news. We got some teams that on the second half of basketball that are in some trouble. In some trouble. Actually, right, we're talking right now, currently the Lakers are down against the um, Mavericks 102 to 108. So it's the fourth quarter, 40 seconds left. I'll come circle back and tell you how that game ends in a few minutes. Let's provide a quick update starting from Sunday. The Sixers beat the Knicks 125 to 109. The Sixers' leading scorers was Joel Embiid with 37 points, shot 7 at 18 from the field. Um, completed 23 at 27 of his free throws. RJ Barrett, the one person keeping the Knicks alive, had 23, 24 points, shot 9 at 22 from the field, had completed 10 out of 6 out of 10 of his free throws. Julius Randle had 10 rebounds, while James Harden had 10 as well. Harden led an assist with 16 assists, while Julius Randle had 7. The Jazz beat the Sun. 118 to 114. The Celtics fell to the Pacers 107 to 128. The Pistons beat the Hornets in overtime 127 to 126. The leaders for this game for Detroit was Sadiq Bay with 25 points, shot 11 at 18 for the field, completed three out of three of his free throws. While Terry um, Riser had 20, sorry, 33 points, shot 12 at 21 from the field, completed three out of four of his free throws. Isaiah Stewart had 11 rebounds, while Miles Bridges had 10. My guy, LaMelo Ball, had seven assists, while um, Kill, um, Killing Hayes had seven as well. LaMelo also got to play in his first All Star game. That was awesome to see. As you guys know, a big fan of the Ball Brothers, big fan of what they do, what they stand for everything about them. Um, the Clippers beat the Rockets 99 to 98. The Mavericks beat the Golden State Warriors 107 to 101. The Nuggets beat the Trailblazers 124 to 92. The Pelicans beat the Lakers 123 to 95. The Lakers are in trouble. The Lakers are in trouble. I'm going to keep saying that because that's what it is. 
let's get to the leaders up. CJ McCollum, he had 22 points, shot 8 out of 15 from the field, completed 2 out of 2 of his free throws, while LeBron James led with points, scored with 32 points, shot 13 out of 23 from the field, completed 5 out of 5 of his free throws. Dwight Howard, a name you ever heard in a minute, had 11 rebounds. He led the rebounds, while Jonas Valcunas had, if I got that right, shout out to me, had 10 rebounds. CJ McCollum had eight assists, while Talon Horton Tucker had five. The Lakers, oh, the Lakers. It's just like, mm, I, I just, I, I, I feel bad for them. Okay, Monday, we have the Timberwolves beat the Cavs 127 to 122. I got, we got to talk about this game because, my goodness. D'Angelo Russell had 25 points, shot 8 out of 17 from the, from the field, completed 5 out of 6 of his free throws. Kevin Love had 26 points, shot 7 out of 14 from the field, completed 7 out of 7 of his free throws. Jared Vanderbilt had 9 rebounds, while Evan Mobley had 10. Jordan McGloin. Mc, um, had seven assists while Brandon Goodwin had 12. Mm-mm-mm. I'm about to get to the game of the night. Trust me, y'all. We're getting there. We had the Pacers fell to the Magic 103 to 119. The Raptors beat the Nets 133 to 97. Also, in Nets news, um, since the mask mandate has been lifted in most states, especially in New York. Kyrie Irving will be able to play home games. It seems like that's a high possibility. So, Nets fans, right now, I believe you guys are in... um, I believe the Nets are in ninth place? No, eighth place. Okay, now they're official eighth place. So, there's... They gotta make some moves, though. They gotta definitely get together. I know there's a lot going on. Katie's out, uh, but Kyrie's coming back, and Kyrie is a baller, so he should things should definitely balance themselves out. But the Nets, let's see, we'll go talk about their leaders. The leaders of that team, we got Lamarcus Aldridge with 15 points, shot five at 18 from the field, complete a four and four of three free throws, while Scotty Barnes had 28 points, shot. 12 out of 24 from the field, completed three out of four of his free throws. Barnes also led with rebounds with 16 rebounds, while Dayron Sharp had seven rebounds. Pascal Siakam had six assists, while Goran Dragic had five assists. So Nets should be able to bounce back coming up with Kyrie coming back. So that should definitely hopefully get them, you know, get them solidified where they need to be for playoff season. The Bulls fell to the Heat 99 to 112. The Spurs fell to the Grizzlies 105 to 118. This is the game we are about to dive into here. What I'm telling you, I am, if this young man becomes a Nick, I kid you not, the Garden will lose it. The Garden's going to shake and, and almost crumble after every game because this kid is on 
fire. On fire. And that young man's name is Ja Morant. Oh, he has been a pleasure to watch. But man, did he not ball out in this game here. John Morant had 52 points, shot 23 at 30 from the field, cleared four at seven of his free throws. Historic game for that young man while his child was there. All beautiful, all blessings. Lonnie Walker, the fourth. He had 30, 22 points, shot nine at 18 from the field, cleared two out of two of his free throws. Um, Jacob Botelli, no, Botel. Had 10 rebounds while Steven Adams had 14. DeJounte Murray had eight assists while Kyle Anderson had six. This game was insane because there's some of the craziest shots I have ever seen. And it I saw John Morant literally just body somebody in the dunk and it was crazy that dunk was better than some of the dunks that was at the, no they're all dunks that were at the dunk night <laughs> dunks and dunk contest it was just insane I had to, I leave post some Insta story because I didn't know what to do I, I was stuck I'm just stuck in the moment and I actually posted my, twi- my Twitter too because I was just like wow that just happened and then the last a buzzer ending shot literally shot pretty much behind the rim and went in John Morant's just different. He just built different guys in this. I am becoming a fast fan. Hornets fell to the Bucks 106 to 130. Kings beat the um, Thunder 131 to 110. Tuesday's games, we had the Pistons fall to the Wizards 113 to 116. Hawks fell to the um, Celtics. 98 to 107. Nets fell to the Raptors 108 to 109. Um, Clippers um, beat the Rockets 113 to 100. Warriors fell to the Timberwolves 114 to 129. And update on that Mavericks versus Lakers game. The Mavericks beat the Lakers 109 to 104. Players in that game, of course, you got Luca Don um, Don Donick. Don Donick, oh my gosh, I can't say Luca's name to save my life. Had 25 points, shot nine at 21 from the field, and completed seven at 11 free throws. LeBron James left for the Lakers with 26 points, shot 10 at 18 from the field, completed three at five of his free throws. James also led with rebounds with fifth with 12 rebounds, while Darian Finney Smith led with nine for the Mavericks. Russell Westbrook had eight assists, while Spencer Dinwiddle had nine. The Lakers are headed three straight losses, and I can just tell you what I just caught. LeBron is getting fed up with it. Fed up with it. And I understand. I can't. I am not a good loser. I don't. I don't like losing. I'm very competitive. And I understand LeBron is just like, what is going on and why is this formula so messed up? And we all know what's going on here. It's a lot, a lot to unpack here. But LeBron, that locker room knows what's up. We all know that for a fact. That locker room knows what's up. But we're going to see how they're going to be able to bounce back because they need to get back into the standing right now because it's 
looking grim out in LA. I know everyone's saying Trey Russ, get rid of Russ. But is Russ, yeah, he is a high part of the problem. I'm a big Russ Westbrook fan, as you all know. But still, um, Lakers are now in ninth place. And he's looking, and they are, they, they, they have to get it together. They just have to get it together. These losses are getting out of control. And it's just putting them further and further out of, the, out of the promised land is what they want. So after you, you listen to the V report, you can catch the Hornets versus the Cavs at 7 o'clock. The Pacers versus the Magic at 7 as well. Knicks will be versing the 76ers at 7.30 on ESPN. Jazz, the Jazz versus the Rockets will be at 8. The Heat versus the Bucks will be at 8. Kings versus the Pelicans will be at 8. Thunder versus the Nuggets will be at 9. Trailblazers versus Suns will be at 10 on ESPN. Also, while we are now in March, happy March, it's also Women's History Month. So definitely going to be seeing a lot of stuff I'm going to be posting and talking about. I'm going to be doing a few different things, celebrating women, celebrating, you know, by myself as well. And at the end of each episode, I'm going to give a women's history fact. I was very, very happy that um, during Black History Month, I got to do a lot of cool things, which I want to share toward the end. But um, we're getting close to the end of the episode, but I want to let you guys know since we are in March, March Madness is on its way. It's starting, you know, as we all know, March 13th and April 4th. We're getting closer. The college games are getting crazier. It was a crazy weekend for college football. But get ready, get ready, get ready, get ready, because it's almost bracket season. So you want to get your brackets in, you, you know, there's so many different ways you can win money. So get your brackets in, get re- or prepare, get your brackets in, prepare to get your join leagues, prepare to um, watch some amazing college men and women's basketball. Okay, everyone, that's it for this week. We are having some changes on the MTMV's um, pull-up show. So our sports music show will not air for the next two weeks. However, when we come back March 23rd, we'll be back and ready for action. Your girl also has been hosting. That has been another thing. I've been hosting that show for the past um, two weeks straight. And I just want to let you guys know that she is getting better at this on-camera thing and hosting shows. That's besides my own show where I can talk freely how I want. It's getting interesting. So um March 23rd will be the official countdown to the last 30 days of my 20s. And I will let everybody know that things are going very well. The fitness journey, as you guys have been watching my Snapchat and my Instagram, you guys know the fitness journey has been very, it's been going very, very well. Um, I have officially dropped a dress size. And yes, that's a very exciting moment for your girl. I, I am, I've been sharing with quite a few people my workouts and what I'm doing and, it's, and that is the beautiful part about this is the inspiration that I've given out. I didn't even know I was. So I have been um, hit up by a few different um, fitness people on social media. Some that are um, trainers, some that are just workout influencers. And they have tagged me in some challenges. And 
been giving me a lot of free promotion. So I definitely wanted to thank them on my platform for all those different things they're doing. Um, I have reposted them. They have been seen. They have been having me seen, which I just want to say thank you so much to um, Gabby Minds for um, at Gabby Minds for definitely pushing my fitness workouts and MTMV uh, um, page on Instagram, uh, Facebook. We are posting um, our See Sweat Challenge, trying to get everybody active. You know, it's also we might have a possibility of a good summer. So why not get yourself healthy? And everybody's everybody is a beach body. However, if you want your body to have a little bit of changes, it's up to you to make those changes. But if you're worried about like being accepted and all those different things, that's why the MTN Esports group is amazing. Podcast group is amazing because we are like a safe place where you can share anything and we will all be there to support and try to do what we can to help lift you up so that's why i post my workouts on there i am not someone that works out pretty so this is something that's hard for me to do so um that's why i make sure i go out of my way to post and to hopefully keep inspiring others to get out there and try to get get fit and whatever get fit means to you for me, it's the it's dropping dress sizes. For some people, it's getting super buff. Some people, it's getting super duper lean. Whatever it means to you, just get out there and do it. That's what I'm saying. That's all that we say that. So, um, as I get close to my birthday, I will do something special for my podcast listeners, listeners on the week of my birthday. I don't know what it is yet, but we're getting closer and closer to that day. And once the once um, March 23rd happens, we're just going to have you're going to be seeing you can't keep watching my social media. I will be doing random things and giveaways throughout my count, my last 30 days in my 20s. So that is it. Uh, my Women's History Month quote for today will be from. If my technology will let me be great, that would be nice. From Shirley Chisholm, the first African-American woman um, to run for president. Tremendous amounts of talent are being lost to our society just because that talent wears a skirt. And that is from Shirley Chisholm. Because of certain people's views on women, we're missing um, honestly you're missing the show women are a lot of fun so you stop um you know it's cool and you guys know I, I'm not trying to be petty it's not going to be petty I'm not going to be petty but it's great to just respect all people respect all people life's just more fun that way period so that is the quote of the day I will provide you a quote every single episode uh, up in for Women's History Month and to the end and that is it. Keep safe out there. I know the mask mandate has been lifted, but please make sure you make sure you're okay before you do that. Do not be sick out here with your mask off because it's counterproductive at that point. But um, just be safe out here. Keep keep boosting those new systems. Keep being keep prayed up. You know this world is crazy, and 
the more we go through things, the more things that happen, the crazier things they seem to get. So keep prayed up, keep a good system around you, keep a good people around you that bring great energy and you continue to bring that great energy too. Until next time, you go check you later. Bye.